Welcome to the Chamber Vibes Podcast with Guthrie Greater Chamber of Commerce CEO and President Brittany Timmons. You will hear from local guests who will be discussing topics such as leadership, small business, and our vibrant community. You'll also hear success stories and tips from amazing local businesses, dive into important news, meet community leaders, and find out how you can get involved in our community. Here is Brittany Timmons. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, it's good to be back. We've had a few weeks off from Chamber Vibes, so really good to be back for the podcast. And so today, I'll just dive right in, right? That's, hey, what, that's what I'm going to do, yeah. That's what I'm here for. Right, I'm going to dive right in uh, with today's guest. I have Mr. Bobby Stitt uh, with Mercy Hospital, Logan County. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Well, I really, with Chamber Vibes, I just like sitting down with different chamber investors and talking about your business and why you love Guthrie and things like that. So I know people may be thinking, okay, yeah, the hospital, I know where the hospital is, but you know, there's a lot of new people to Guthrie and we're seeing that a lot at the chamber right now. There's tons of people moving here and, and learning. And even I didn't grow up in Guthrie, so there's always new things that I'm learning as well. So let's just dive right in. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the history of Mercy Hospital, Logan County. Yeah, so, you know, the reality is, is that Mercy is a ministry. And that's really the beginning of the story for uh, the relationship that Mercy has in our community here in Guthrie. And it's so important to know that what we're doing is about serving that ministry Mm -hmm. and living that out in our community. And so we do that on a couple of different levels. One is through the hospital, of course, Mm -hmm. and the services that we provide there. And then, of course, the um, clinics are uh, the primary care aspect of what we do is so vital um, as you know, living in a, a community that's smaller mm-hmm. and rural, uh, even though we're so close to Oklahoma City, Guthrie is considered a rural community. Right. And so it's important mm-hmm. that we serve our our rural customers, our rural uh, family, and uh, that we have a way for them to access quality health care. And that's really what we're about as mm-hmm. part of this ministry. And so when you think about the history that's been going on here in Guthrie for over 10 years now. Okay. Um, the And Mercy owns the hospital. We purchased that from the city and have been running that ever since. And so part of our services there include taking care of um, emergency room patients, of course, mm-hmm. uh, inpatient care, as well as something that we call swing bed. So a swing bed is not a bed that's swinging. Okay. That uh, sounds a little scary. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's not what that is, but that is. And fun at the same time. It no? is something that, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, it is fun. <laughs> but it is something we get to offer to um, patients who might be in need. Perhaps they've been in Oklahoma City in a larger facility in a setting there being treated. And it's about time for them to discharge. Okay. However, they benefit, they would benefit from something like uh, additional therapy. Okay. IV therapy, uh, physical therapy, different things that we can offer um, because of our status as a critical access hospital. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I actually have learned that um, working with United Way. Oh. I actually have learned some um, some new things and through Leadership Guthrie. So mm-hmm. I'll just do a plug for Leadership Guthrie because yeah. when you came and spoke to our leadership class, um, I learned that. So can you um, talk about a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, so there was a decision made uh, several years back, um, probably about 15 years or more, uh, where hospitals in rural settings could apply to be a critical access hospital. Okay. 
What that means is it's a designation, and it, and it centers on the reimbursement we receive. Okay. Um, primarily for Medicare. Okay. So we're, we're able to treat, as you know, Medicare, mm-hmm. our elderly population. It's oftentimes difficult for them to seek um, health care, especially outside of their community. Right. And so there was this plan that came about for critical access hospitals to be placed in, in communities such as ours and then be able to provide access and, and give us the kind of reimbursement it would take from a hospital perspective, because we have such small volumes of patients mm-hmm. that we serve, it's hard to make that work without a, a different structure for payment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how long has Mercy Hospital in County had that status? Is that a recent thing or has that yeah. been? Yeah, that's that was before Mercy okay. took over. Okay. And so, as I mentioned, that was something that was brought on. It's probably more like 20 years, I would say, okay. that it's been going on. Okay, great. So, it's been around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. A number of our facilities are critical access hospitals, especially in smaller communities. Okay. Okay. So, um, talking about, um, you know, care and everything like that, let's talk about, you know, how many beds or rooms do sure. you all have? Because that's something that people may not know. Yeah. So, physically, we have 25 beds. In our, in our hospital here in Logan County. And that, as part of a critical access hospital, you're not allowed to have more than 25. Right, so, okay. Uh, that said, we staff anywhere from 12 to 20 beds that okay. we actually can fill up with our staffing model that we currently have. Okay, awesome. And then I know something, um, and hopefully we can get back to this, you know, pre-COVID, um, when I learned this at a chamber coffee, even before I was with the chamber, mm-hmm. um, but you guys have a really incredible physical therapy um, center yes. um, area at the hospital. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that? I'd love to. Yes. Uh, we have a very robust physical therapy program there, mm-hmm. outpatient and inpatient. Mm-hmm. So we have speech, occupational therapy, pediatrics, you name it, we're, we're pretty well doing every aspect wow. of the physical therapy realm that you can do. Mm-hmm. We have a wonderful gym. I think you've mentioned that mm-hmm. you're kind of referring to that, uh, that that's full of the equipment that we use, um, as well as special treatment rooms uh, that are dotted around that area. Uh, for our patients to be seen one-on-one in, in private or set- settings. That's awesome. So if someone, um, say, uh, had surgery in Oklahoma City because mm-hmm. it was needed or whatever, but they live in Logan County or in Guthrie um, or close by, then they can come back home, so to speak, and do their, their continued care. That's, That's awesome. exactly it. Very cool. Okay, and so you mentioned the clinics. Um, I, I know, you know, let's talk, I know where the clinics are, but our listeners may not. So let's yeah. kind of talk about the, the clinics that you all oversee as well sure. in Logan County. So we do have a clinic that's associated with the hospital um, that's just right there next to it, part of the same structure. And um, it's it has two providers in that clinic that we continue to serve from. Then we also have our clinic out on division. Mm-hmm. If you're fully aware, it has a lot of physicians Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about 11 providers now wow. working out of that area, along with convenient care mm-hmm. is seated in that same space there. So very robust area out mm-hmm. there. We also have a clinic that's further on out, toward, closer toward Edmond. Mm-hmm. And we uh, call that very Southern Guthrie, yes, Bobby. Do. That's what we call that. <laughs> and, and a number of <laughs> providers in there as well. So really robust services right there. Not only that, but we do also have a rural health clinic in Crescent that we serve. So we're reaching uh, quite a ways around us to 
take care of the community. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Okay, so I know, you know, and you and I talked about this uh, before the podcast as well. I know, you know, nobody wants to talk about the year that was, you know, 2020. (laughs) But obviously being in healthcare, I think it's important that that we bring that up and we talk about that. So obviously, you know, spring of 2020, Mm -hmm. the world changes. So (laughs) I can imagine just because even with myself starting, I started th- this position two weeks into the pandemic and I was terrified. So I can imagine and being an administrator, um, how terrifying that was and challenging and what that looked like for you. And so um, briefly, I just kind of like to talk about COVID, um, kind of maybe some of the challenges you all faced and maybe some of the ways that you guys overcame those. Well, Brittany, why don't we start there with what you just okay. said? Let's start with fear. Okay. Yes. Because that was very prevalent. Mm-hmm. I think it was the most striking feature, especially at the beginning of this crisis that we've been going through for the last two and a half years, right. really. Um, but right at the beginning, I, I have to tell you, I saw healthcare become fearful. Right. And that was um, different. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my background is in nursing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel very comfortable caring for people in various um, situations, uh, whether that's an illness or, or even things that, that can be contracted from someone. And so we have procedures that we follow for that, and everyone is well-versed in those. And yet, there was an element of fear that I've never seen. Right. And so we had to break through that barrier of fear with our own coworkers. Mm-hmm. And so Mercy did a great job, honestly. I'm so glad that we're a part of Mercy, that we have Mercy as a resource to us as a whole, the whole organization, mm-hmm. because it really helped us here locally as well, pushing down the policies that were necessary so that we could manage um, the care that we needed to provide in a safe manner. Right. So, so vital to us right at the very beginning. That said, right behind the fear came this area or this time period of where we didn't see very many patients, honestly, Mm -hmm. at the very beginning. People were staying away from healthcare. Right. As much as they possibly could. Mm -hmm. We hadn't fully been engulfed in Oklahoma at the very beginning with, with what the numbers look like in, you know, the East Coast and the West Coast, places like that. Right. So we weren't seeing the volumes of patient at that time, and that did come later. Uh, so when it did come later, where we became very effective and supportive of a, a broader system of care is through our swing beds. Mm-hmm. I loved that we have those swing beds. I was going to say, let's talk telehealth. Yeah. Because that, I mean, is that something you guys already had in place? We did. But it just grew yeah. and blew up even more because that was the way you could serve your patients, right? That's right. So proud of our telehealth program mm-hmm. here in Guthrie, but we actually saw that really take off in our clinics. We were using that in the mm-hmm. clinic. We still use that to this day. Um, and then also to see that even in Oklahoma City develop even more in the larger facilities as well. But because we had that here, we were ready. Right. And when we needed to take care of patients who were transitioning through the process of COVID, as you know, if you know anybody that's had COVID, it takes a long time to recover. Mm-hmm. And so guess what? A lot of those patients needed to be swing bed patients. Right. And we were able to serve um, a broad base of our community. Yes, those that come from here, but even greater than that, right. because we had that swing bed program right. and we were able to, to care for them towards the end of their stay, which helped them get better mm-hmm. and 
That's huge. Well, and thankfully you all have the clinics as well, because mm -hmm. even I know my family is, is utilize um, those services, um, being the, the drive up, you know, testing and, yeah. and things like that, um, being open eight to eight, you yes. know, and those extended hours and mm -hmm. things. And people could get that care um, or those tests and things that they needed without walking into the ER. That's right. You know, and so that I just think I commend you all for that, because I think that was really um, an amazing way that you all just stepped up and said, OK, here's how we can provide you. Because I'm sure right in the beginning, people are just thinking they have to go to the ER. Yes. You know, yes, yeah, and, and fighting that urge to go to the ER, and then you know, it, it was difficult, but we did a, a great job of pulling together the resources necessary to, as you just mentioned, see a lot of folks through telemedicine mm -hmm. and take care of a lot of those at home, right. So we were able to offer that as well. That technology Extending, is amazing. Yeah, I know I've even used uh, telehealth um, for just a follow-up last year during the pandemic, and I felt safer not having to go to mm -hmm. the office, you know, or expose myself or yeah. whatever. And I just on my phone just had a, a video conference, you know, uh, with my PCP, and it was super easy. And, I mean, it was great. She asked the question she mm -hmm. needed, and I got the help I needed. Yep. And yeah, so um, so obviously those things are still in place, and that will be something that you all just continue to you bet. to do in a big and way. And get better at right, and, and develop even more uh, better processes mm -hmm. so that we can help people uh, through every means that, that's available to us. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so what are, and I, you know, I'm kind of putting on the spot here, but everyone will say, oh, Britt, you always do that. But um, can you, what are some ways that you guys kind of kept up with employee morale, you know, during COVID? Because I'm sure as an administrator, you're too, you're thinking, I need people to stay at work. I need them to not leave us. You yes. know, um, how can we keep people, you know, positive and, and upbeat as best you can? You know, yeah. what are what are some things that you guys had to implement or try? Lots of different things. Um, one thing is that's in, vitally important is that we get regular feedback. Mm -hmm. We we get quarterly surveys. We do okay. quarterly coworker surveys where we receive feedback from our coworkers. How are we doing? What are we addressing or not addressing? What are your needs? What are your expectations? And we, we listen to that feedback and then we try to implement changes sure. to reflect what they're saying back to us. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes um, we, we find, first of all, uh, the pay gap. That's a huge one that we've all had to struggle with in healthcare and really I'm sure in other industries mm -hmm. right now that people are just mm -hmm. expecting to be paid more. They're, they're looking for that um, higher value in, in their dollar. And so we've, uh, Mercy's done a great job of assessing the market, implementing changes, uh, but we started, I loved how Mercy approached this as well, by the way, because we started with our lowest paid coworkers. We didn't start with your, your managers, right, right. And, and we started with our lowest paid coworkers. Wow. And we introduced incentive programs okay. that we continue to use today. We, we off, yes, we, we did that with nursing, but we've looked at every department and gone through those and, and done market analysis and and remain very competitive with the market. That's the first thing you have to do. Right. You owe it to them to do that. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, when we do do these coworker surveys, the feedback we get is so helpful. They want to be recognized. You know, they want to be recognized for the work that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So we've had to find ways to do that. Whether it's through something that we use uh, regularly, it sounds simple, but it's called a shout out. Um, hey, I love shout outs. I do too. <laughs> I love shout outs. We do shout outs. Um, and then from that, we'll choose those who've really stood out above and beyond and, and give them something extra when, when, when we hear a story. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get the stories back from our coworkers about what they're doing well and getting them noticing their, their coworker on the side who's doing something well. 
awesome. that makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in the morale part of it. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think I think the quarterly survey that's an awesome idea. You yeah. know, for you that shows that Mercy is really listening yes. to the employees, whether it's good, bad, ugly, all of those things. Yeah. Um, but the employees then probably feel more valued because they're being heard. Yes. You know, so I think that's that's really neat. And I know here in Guthrie. Um, we actually did a program called Guthrie Gives Back um, the summer of 2020, and we had businesses coming to us saying, hey, I will give X amount of dollars um, at local restaurants, and that whole night, you know, the tab is on me up to a certain point. And um, I, I can't remember the exact uh, week that we did that or anything, but I, I do remember the one night we did it for our healthcare workers. Yes. And so I know that people in the community were just – you know, not that we don't already think that healthcare workers are heroes, but even more so, I think during the pandemic, people really um, probably got a new awareness mm-hmm. and just learn more about truly the, the kind of heroic things that our healthcare workers do. So, well, let me yeah. say thank you for that. Well, I, I think it's wonderful to um, to share that, and I appreciate that um, those kinds of things are happening in our community. Yes, yes, and that was one thing I remember thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I just taken over the chamber, and we were trying to think of how can we still be beneficial, you know, mm-hmm. to our investors and help doing everything virtually. I got to know Facebook Live real well. And so, um, you know, that was a way that that our businesses that were giving back, and then we were able to help the restaurants who were also yeah. serving during that time. And it was just a really awesome community thing. And, you know, we always say hashtag community wins, and those are just those great stories from 2020 that I'm going, That was that is how community wins, yeah. you know? And so uh, talking about how great our community is, that kind of leads leads me into um, to Guthrie. So what do you enjoy about um, having Mercy in Logan County and uh, specifically in Guthrie and um, partnering like with the chamber and, and businesses and things like that? What are some things that you just absolutely love about our community? Well, you know, everybody says this, Guthrie is unique. It really is. It's a wonderful community. It's um, the history that's here that we all get to enjoy and be mm-hmm. a part of and know that I'm connected to this. Even if you didn't live in Guthrie, you're really connected to the history that's mm-hmm. housed right here in this community. So I just love knowing that we're a part of that kind of history. And then the vitality here um, with what you're doing, Brittany, with your predecessor, the people who've really invested, especially through the chamber. I love what the chamber does here. It makes a huge difference in this community. Thank you. And I love being a part of that. And well, we value you. You know, you you all um, are an amazing investor of ours and all, always willing. Like, you partnered with us on the bed race. Yeah. Um, you, in fact, hey, tomorrow, we won. Uh, I know, which is awesome. <laughs> totally not rigged. Uh, they had this uh, yellow sports car yeah. and took out Custom Dental this year, yeah. which was, you know, wild. And love Dr. Brown, but mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of people happy to see them not win this year. Mm-hmm. So we love you, Dr. Brown, if you're listening. Uh, yes, we we want you to come back next year and try to win it back but yeah so things like that and um i know you guys have have partnered with just various things um Mm -hmm. one thing too i want to bring up is that you all have provided free physicals yes uh, for the schools so yeah let's talk about that oh my goodness hundreds of physicals that we uh, offer through the division clinic um rose is uh, the leader there and she leads that effort for us and I just love her, her her drive and her ability to pull the team around this every year, and she makes it happen. I know we're getting ready to go to Crescent, I think, is either this week or next week, okay. to finish up physicals for them as well. Okay. And um, it's huge. That's awesome. So they just call, make an appointment, and tell them that they're in athletics or that they need their a physical? Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's being arranged already. So okay. We will go to Gearing them. up for the yeah. next... 
season. Yeah, it's taken care of. That's awesome. Yeah, that's just, you guys are great. So um, I know too, like tomorrow is our, well, it depends on, I say tomorrow, which depends on when we put this out there. So I'll say Tuesday, the 17th, uh, you all are partnering with us for our women's luncheon at Meridian Tech. And so we're super excited about that. And so, yeah, I mean, the way you guys give back to the community is just amazing. And you can tell, you know, you love what you do Mm -hmm. and you're passionate about it. And I think that just exudes in your employees and your staff and the services. And like I said, any services I've ever needed at Mercy or my family, it's just been, it's been top notch. And that's what I want people to really understand. People that are listening or new to town and learning, like we have a great hospital and doctors right here in Guthrie. Like just because, you know, yes, like you said, rural community, people think, oh, I have to go to Oklahoma city or the city as we, as we call it, you know, that's not necessarily true. You know, yes, for certain services, maybe, but I think it's important to try to make those phone calls or walk in, um, you know, get online, come by the chamber. We've got all kinds of info there, you know, and see what services are right here in your backyard, you know, before driving 30 minutes. Yeah. And with gas, who wants to do that anyway right now? <laughs> what, the way I would say it is let us help you connect mm-hmm. to the services that you need. If they're not here, right. we're going to help connect. you get to where you need to, mm-hmm. to be. But this is the great place to start. Right. And that's what we want to do in our community is be that first uh, meet that first need that you have, right. and uh, we're gonna, we're committed to it. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep doing that. We partner with various agencies, as you know, the Red Cross is on our campus. Yes. We, we donated a space for them to use. We actually just partnered with Northcare. Are you familiar with that? I am. So I was going to bring that up. So you, yeah, you're good. They're, they're getting ready to mm-hmm. open up a space right next to our clinic on campus for urgent care there. So we're excited mm-hmm. about what they're doing and meeting a need, being essential in mm-hmm. our community, and we do that. Yes, by the services we offer, but also by partnerships, right? which is huge. Well, and you guys are always willing to let Oklahoma Blood Institute, which mm-hmm. is another one of our chamber members, and so is the Red Cross. We mm-hmm. love having those partnerships. Um, come out and put the blood mobile, yes. you know, and then you all help facilitate and promote, mm-hmm. you know, those blood drives. And, um, you know, I, I'll just tell you right now, my dad um, is actually um, battling a blood cancer, and I kind of had to get over myself a couple years ago and when I said, you know what, I'm with the chamber now. I think it'd be really good if I go out and give blood. And here I am like mid thirties, never have given blood because yeah. I was terrified. I did it with through OBI, totally got over it. It was totally fine. And now um, two years later, I'm actually seeing my dad receive donor blood, wow. you know, and I, so I'm on that other end of it yeah. and now and, and seeing that. And so anyway, I, I always stress how important it is for people to donate blood, but I'm like, okay, now my own father, you know, is Mm -hmm. being a recipient of that. So anyway, things like that you guys do in the community, you know, having the blood drives and stuff out there is is huge too. And that's another way that you guys can serve. Thank you. So yeah, I will thank you. We love doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's part of our ministry, as Mm -hmm. I said, and it's what we're going to continue to do in our community. I do want to mention one other thing, if you mm-hmm. don't mind. Not at all. A little bit of a brag. I'm really excited. So, as you know, our, our building is somewhat aged. It was built in the 70s, and uh, we continually work on it to try to upgrade it and keep it, you know, in ship ship shape, I guess is the word I'm trying to say. But we, um, our emergency department has really been a place that we've needed to upgrade, uplift a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we were just awarded some funds through Mercy to um, spend about a half a million dollars on some real nice, um, you know, upkeep of that facility. And so we're looking forward to doing that over the next several months. And it'll be a different look and different experience for folks coming in. 
And we're just going to be excited to share that with our community. Absolutely. Onward and upward. That's yeah. that's how we have to keep going. Yeah. That's great. So will you all have any, um, you know, obviously won't be shutting down the ER, but will no. you have to kind of change things around a little bit while some work is being done? We'll, we'll do a phased approach and okay. we'll try to keep a number of beds open in a certain area and kind of move that around as we go through the project. It'll take about 10 weeks, I think, for us okay. to complete. That's not too bad. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, that's exciting. We are well, is excited. there anything else you want to add? I know we covered a lot of ground here and of course we could go on and on about mercy because there's so much that you all do yeah. um, but if there's anything else you want to add you know i do have free. another brag i will okay, tell you yes. again we've uh we've won this for the third year that i've been here uh we're actually named one of the uh, top 20 critical access hospitals in the nation again That's this awesome. year and so we're excited about that mm -hmm. by the national um, the rural health association has, has named us that and so we're excited to share that with you that's as huge. well well we're proud proud we, of that right here in Guthrie. that's be. awesome this is quality care mm -hmm. and it's happening right here at home where it should be Right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you for taking time out Thank today. Thank you for your partnership with the chamber and the city and all that you do in Logan County as a whole. Um, we, we really value your services and what you do in your leadership as well. So well, thank, you. thank you so much. All right. There you have it. Bobby Sit with Mercy Hospital, Logan County. Thank you again. Hope you all have a great week and we'll see you next time for Chamber Vibes. Mm -hmm.